You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Theater Geeks Anonymous. The podcast about Broadway flops, scandals, and new work. I'm your host, Ebony Vines. And I'm your host, Pamela Shandro. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Theater Geeks Anonymous podcast. On the Broadway Podcast Network and all your favorite podcast listening apps. Thank you. Woo. So, smash. Episode just three. just over my smash. I'm I need sorry. clearance. <laughs> okay, do it again. I'm ready. Okay. I need a breath before. I'll say it and a breath after. Ready? Smash. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're getting a little slap happy. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Uh, All right. So we're on episode three of season two. This one is called The Dramaturg. The Dramaturg. Hmm. I do remember seeing that title come up or that title card come up and was like, hmm, what's that? Mm-hmm. And I know what a dramaturg is, but right. I couldn't put it in the context of the show yeah, until yeah. it happened. And I was like, oh, duh. <laughs> of course, that's what it was for. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so there's a lot we're meeting. Um, this is kind of about the writers episode. Right, so we've got Jimmy right. and Kyle are the writers of the show that Karen is trying to champion to Derek. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then we've got obviously Tom and Julia who are trying to now fix the show bombshell that was well-received except for the book and lyrics, right. essentially, right. which is all Julia's work. Right. The episode starts out with the montage. Mm-hmm. Um, Always with the montages. They're very good at the montages. They are. They are. Um, it's Karen singing, I could be good for you. Um, and we end it with, it's basically she and Derek listening to new songs that Jimmy has written. Yeah. So this is one of the songs that Jimmy and Kyle wrote together. Mm-hmm. Um, she has made now a demo of all of their songs in her voice. Right. And it's, you know, he's like, I mean, it's the same song that I heard yesterday when you played it for me. But she's like, yeah, but it's in my voice in the character that I'll be playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's rather presumptuous. <laughs> I mean, I guess she has that right because she discovered them, quote unquote. But still, I don't know. I, th- I, 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 I sort of love it because it's like she instead of letting her career happen to her or not yeah. happen to her, she's taking control of it. That's true. 
you know, and she's like, I'm sick of being a waitress. I want to be a freaking actor. So, you know, this is it. Like, yeah, we're going to make this happen. Yeah. I mean, and Derek did tell her to find something else. She yes. found something else. She did. <laughs> but so she needles Derek until he finally agrees that he's going to meet with these writers the next yes. night at nine o'clock. So then, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I don't, I think that came because she needled him. I think he does like the material, but I don't think he would have necessarily agreed to meet with them if she hadn't like just really insisted on it. Yeah. Then we go to a meeting with Eileen, Tom and Julia. Eileen has basically told them I've hired a dramaturg. His name is Peter. You're going to meet with him today at three. Mm -hmm. He's great. He'll help you and blah, blah, blah. But it's still, you know, it's a, it's a tricky, you know, And Julia is definitely more against it than Tom. Well, Julia's the one that I think is the most defensive because it's her material that's being targeted. Right. And that's a difficult place to be, especially when you're surrounded by other people who were well-received to be the only person to have any kind of bad criticism for the show that you all worked on together can be a very isolating and also incredibly vulnerable place to be in. And that's, you know, so her initial response is to, to go on the defense. Right. Which is slightly frustrating because that's also like, I feel like slightly, you know, I'm, I'm understating. (laughs) (laughs) It's very frustrating. She was frustrating this whole episode. Yes. But I think most of it, 90% of it. Yeah. Yeah. I called this episode on the defense because of this, but also because of Jimmy as well. Later on, there's a little bit more. I mean, everyone's kind of defensive. Like that's their first. They're just, oh oh, yeah, well, I'm not going to listen to you. But it's like that kind of like, am I keeping you awake, Ebony? I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can see you. I'm just kidding. You yawn all you need to. <laughs> you were up late watching The Crown. I'm sorry. Oh, that's fun. I haven't watched that yet. Oh, it's good. We just started. Okay. Yeah, it's okay, very cool. good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, right now I'm in like holiday baking stuff, like hardcore. Like on television, Sugar you mean Rush. watching? Yeah, like uh, Netflix and uh, she has Sugar Rush, which is like a, a competition holiday okay. baking show. You've got holiday baking championship on TV. You've got um, the Great British Baking Comp- or Show, which is uh, you can watch on Netflix as well. Like, I'm just all about it. I'm all about it right now. This is the season for baking and eating. <laughs> Me- Megan loves uh, Great British Bake Off, but there was an episode... That was like that she said was pretty racist that happened and it really upset her. So she oh, won't no. watch it anymore, which is devastating because she loves it. It was an Asian that. episode. OK. Oh, you the Japanese. Not- yeah, they had a. it was a Japanese um, uh, episode, like an episode based on Japanese patisseries. Yeah. And like none of the stuff was actually Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like they literally just used like matcha as a flavor. Yeah, that was problematic. Yeah. I, I didn't take it as personally as Megan is. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the episode, but uh, I don't know. It's hard because they're also, they're trying to branch out. I guess they're trying to like include. It was so- like, I just thought like, why well, you have all this money and you do all this research. You right. can't. 
Just the bare minimum. They had, I mean, the the things that they were making were Asian inspired. They mm-hmm. had the steamed buns um, and, and different things. I mean, they you could have just said Asian. Why say yeah, Japanese? That's true. That's like when you that's like when people just say Mexican as like a blanket yeah. for all Latinx Every people. Hispanic is Mexican. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, it's true. Uh, I think that might have helped it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, now she yeah. uh, I, I listened to the Splendid Table. Do you know this? I think I, I don't know. I don't know if I've watched it, but I've seen the title of it. It Well, it's actually to hear. It, oh, it, it was it was a radio show. I think it still is, but now it's a podcast. Okay. And so when we were cooking for Thanksgiving, I played it because I've been listening to it since like my early 20s. Like, yeah. I just love it. And so she started listening to it and she was like, this voice is really soothing. I really like this. <laughs> oh, Maybe a yeah. voice you could go to sleep for. Yeah, you. yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's all like, I mean, he talks, but also he interviews like a lot of chefs and mm-hmm. like, it's a wonderful cool podcast yeah awesome splendid table the splendid table that's right (laughs) (laughs) so okay so we find out they're gonna have a dramaturg and then the next little cut scene is ivy singing in an audition for bernie telsey who makes an appearance yeah finishing singing her song and she's about to leave and she goes "Ah, bernie can i just ask you something and he's like "Mm, yeah she goes can I, can I be seen for Cecile? They're doing uh, Dangerous Liaisons, the musical. Yeah. Les Liaisons Dangerous. All right. I don't ever try to pronounce French words unless I'm very clear on the pronunciation or I can make it funny. <laughs> but she I'm goes, the worst. Can I just come in for Cecile? And so yeah. he's like, I mean, I don't know. He's like, he's trying to. He's Everybody trying wants to it, he right. said. Yeah. Every, every girl in town and, and meaning to say like you're nothing like I I've got names that want this role yeah you you don't have a name yet um but she's like please just let me come and audition and so he agrees well because he also says but aren't you tied to bombshell oh, I thought right. you were tied to she goes mm-hmm. nope <laughs> yeah <laughs> nope <laughs> she doesn't say no I was fired she just says no which is good and he's like huh okay all right you can come mm-hmm. so it was it that was cool that, okay, and we see another apartment that. <laughs> Which apartment is this one? Jennifer Hudson's apartment. Her name is Ver- uh, Veronica. They call her Ronnie. Yeah. I have to yeah. remember that because that was another name. Where I was like, what's her name? Jennifer yeah. Hudson. Uh, so Ronnie. Yeah. She's singing over some stuff for the Wiz. They're looking at different costumes and stuff. But this apartment is like a million dollars a month in rent, right? Yeah. yeah. She maybe have may have bought it. But what this signals to me is that people truly believe that the idea of success on Broadway equals having loads of money. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. You might be able to afford yourself something really nice for a short amount of time. Or if you're really good at investing. Right. But like, you're not getting rich and famous from being a Broadway star. No. You're just not. Not, not for an apartment of that size. You're surely not. You're surely not. Like surrounding views of Central Park. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. Oh, so she's looking at stuff. Derek comes in, greets her, looks at these costume plots. And he's like, these are all terrible. And she's like, well, what would you do? And he's like, well, I was singing home from the whiz. Yes, she was. It was beautiful. Of course. 
um, he's like, well, I wouldn't do anything all this innocent, you know? And she's like, oh, that's what I don't want. She's like, I'm, oh, I'm so successful and I'm just America's sweetheart. And that's what all they can see me as. They don't really see me. They just want to see what I've been, <laughs> which I get it's, yeah. I get it, but she's, she's wanting to change, but she's can't for whatever reason it could be just you know in her own mind she can't or other people have told her she can't and i'm sure that there's maybe a mix of both uh but he asks her if she can get his producer to consider him in an audition right. format not just like do what about Derek wills and he's like yes or no but he's like no let me prove to you that i can do this uh, and set up a meeting so ronnie says well, i'll do my best because what they were going to do was a uh, stage, stage well, a number. Yet. Because first it's just going to be a meeting. But then remember, he has to leave town the next day. And he's like, oh, I've got rehearsals. No. Oh, I know. But what? in that conversation. Oh, in, in the way They were talking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So in that yes. conversation, they were talking about him um, staging a song from yeah. The Wiz. From The Wiz. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and so she says she's going to do her best. We then skip to Peter and Julia, who... Ugh, I mean, it's sexual tension, all capital letters between these two. And it's like, he walked, I mean, the first time we see him in the last, ep or in the beginning of this episode, it's apparent, it is apparent with a capital A, that they are going to be some sort of an item coming up in the future. Like, yeah, it's just, I can't it, remember. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure that it's true. I'm very good at this. I know you are. <laughs> but it's also like so predictable. And I hate yeah, yeah. that. Anyway, yeah. but like now, like they're at odds with each other completely. Like she's yelling at him. Well, mostly her. Oh, completely. But it, and that's coming from a place of defense. But he's also smug and he comes back at her. He doesn't say but I agreed with everything he said because I was getting so annoyed with her for yeah. not like it's like your yes, your book is the problem. But here's the thing. I need you to take it on. I take it like a woman. Sure. You know, and but like also he could have said, listen, you're really talented. All of your other shows prove that. Well, right but he now, did. But he didn't say it in this way. What he said was he had a smirk on his How face. Much he's stroking? Like, oh, yeah. I don't need, need. I'm not asking for stroking, Ebony. I'm saying this is the way he, he should have been straightforward and to the point. No smirk. Say, listen, Eileen hired me because I'm very good at my job. You're very good at your job, but this sucks. So we're going to work on it. And I'm going to help you by showing you what I think needs to be worked on. If you don't like that, go talk to Eileen. But they didn't like, he's so smug. He's so smug. I wouldn't have wanted to work with him either. He's a jerk when we first I, meet him. Well, see, okay. I felt like I was pissed that, that Eileen and him weren't honest at the beginning, yes. but Eileen was clear that like, she's like, if I had said to you, this is what I, you know, mm -hmm. that I had already made the decision and invite like, cause she yeah. said she invited him to come see the shows or whatever. She was like, I knew you wouldn't. I needed yeah. this to be your idea. And so I understood that. And like, I felt like, you know, when he came in, like he knew she was going to be on the defense in a way he wasn't going to be able to get anything said. Right. And he truly never was. 
And she just was like on the defense from the beginning and was like, mm-hmm. we're not going to use him and I can do this by myself. And it's like, but you haven't been doing it by yourself. Right. You've constantly been distracted and doing a shit job. Yeah. That's what you've been doing. Which is also where Tom and Eileen should have come in and been like, listen, we are your friends. You know that we're coming from a good place. Mm-hmm. This sucks and it needs to be worked on. But also because then in the Eileen next does scene, say it later though, when she comes back. That's what I mean could- though. This all should have happened in Boston. These yeah. conversations should have been had in or at the end of Boston, not left up to a complete stranger because that like, listen, it, my whole, my whole chest has been ripped open and my heart is beating right out there and I have no way of protecting it. And then suddenly now you're going to throw a stranger to tell me that I'm a terrible book writer. But that's not what he did. But that is what she perceived. But like, her how friend, can you control what a person perceives? You can only tell them what the truth <laughs> By Eileen saying to her, if it had to be your idea, Eileen knew how she was going to react. So Eileen and Tom, as her friend, should have said something before Peter entered the picture. Do you okay, understand but what I'm I, I do, but then I'm thinking <laughs> about, I'm thinking about the conversation about the reviews. They've never had a full conversation. They talk around each other. But, but there was one between Tom and Julia. They yeah. were sitting on the couch and like, she finally admitted she had read them. But even then they didn't have a conclusion. All they did was talk about the fact that the reviews were bad. He didn't say we have to change the book and we have to work on this. Well, and but she kept saying, like, I know it needs work. I know I have to work on it. I know it needs work. I know I have to work on it and just not doing it. Yeah, but that is her M.O. And Tom knows that and Eileen know it. And they should have sat her down then because in the next scene, Eileen says to her, fine, you don't have to do this. Shoot. But if you don't do it, I'm going to have to find another book writer. Yeah. That yeah. should have been the conversation before Peter entered the picture so that it wasn't such a nightmare for Peter to be there. Okay, I agree with the, like, the, <laughs> the, I do agree with the um, ultimatum. Should have happened before. I do, right. what you just said. All right. <laughs> I do, no, I do. Okay. Like, there should have been an ultimatum, like, yeah. uh, like either you fix this, or you're done. There needed to be more tough love in the room yeah. with the friends, with the people that she knows and trusts. And what actually happened is that they pussyfooted around it until finally then this this man, this stranger, came in with a strong personality and put her on the defensive immediately. It shouldn't have been left up to her choosing this to be a good idea. She should have been warned beforehand. And said, listen, I know you're not going to like this. This is necessary for the growth of our show. And if you can't be on board, then you can't be on board. I, yeah, I mean, I, I do. I do agree. She should have had an ultimatum. I still think a dramaturg should have been brought in. Yeah. I, I think it should have been, okay, you're not getting it done. So we're hiring a dramaturg. End of story. If you don't like it, we'll bring on another book writer. And that should have been done at the beginning of this episode, at least. Or at the end of Boston. 
<laughs> right, 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 right. Like when they had that, when they yeah. had that whole discussion about after they realized she had read the reviews. Yeah. And my, my only reason for saying that I don't like the way Peter is handling this is because he is being a jerk about it. I disagree. I also think that she's <laughs> being a jerk. But he's I just not- think he's tougher than everyone else. And I, I just, it just seems like she wants, she, she wants somebody to tell her she's great. She's this, she's that. And it's like, yeah. you don't need to hear how great you are. You actually need to hear that right now, what you did sucked yes. and she doesn't like it. And so like, I, I don't agree that I don't, I don't dislike him and I don't agree that it's necessarily <laughs> smug because I, I feel like I'm just so sick and tired of her pussyfooting around doing mm-hmm. her freaking job. Yeah. Like I'm well, like, actors have to go out there and say these freaking words and you right. won't sit your ass down and like do the freaking work. You keep messing with these men. Get it together. I'm just saying. <laughs> Because I think we agree with each other. Like we're all in agreement here or agreement here. I just don't like the way he said the things he said. And I understand why she came back at him so hard. Because if someone talked to me like that, Mm -hmm. when I was feeling my most vulnerable, Mm -hmm. I would come back like that too. I also don't like the way she came at him right from the beginning. Yeah. If she's going to have this meeting with him, then you're going to have to sit down and be civil. Freaking listen. Right? Because if you didn't agree with it, if you didn't want to do it, then that should have been the time that Eileen made the ultimatum. Yeah. It, they, she, they shouldn't have waited. It should have been no listen. He knows the script inside and out. He's came to see your show four times. He knows what he's talking about. He's a very good dramaturg. If you don't want to do this meeting, fine. I will find someone else. Yeah. I think we are in agreement. <laughs> I feel like this is Thanksgiving dinner, I'm like a TV sitcom family. Except no religion, no politics. <laughs> it's all about theater and smash. <laughs> Love it. The religion and politics we absolutely agree on. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and we know not to talk about it. <laughs> Although we talk about it a lot oh, on do. here. We do. <laughs> Well, I think anymore it's important to talk about and it's yeah. so much it's it's so right in your face and relevant right now. Yeah. That it needs to be talked about. But it's true. So anyway, I I like what he said, don't like the way he said it. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said before, there's also this kind of like underlying sexual tension that you it's like a push-pull thing and it's predictable. Yeah. And I think maybe that also made me upset because it's so predictable and it's so, such super. it's such an old device and I'm so tired of seeing it used. Yeah. Like how about how about a woman falls in love with a man who treats her like a, an actual woman instead of an object or to someone to be fixed? Yeah. Anyway, but that's again neither here nor there (laughs) and we have a male showrunner so yeah (laughs) oh and then we've got ivy and karen again because now they're they're she's so done i am done because maybe it is the fact that it's a male showrunner now because you've got all of these women pitted against each other and it's like oh i'm so done with it yeah like women not even pitted against each other but like pitted against themselves now too and you're just like can we 
please just have someone write an actual woman. I know. Which is what we talk about with the with Peter and Julia about Marilyn. Yeah. In the next episode. So it's yeah. so ironic to me that like we're we're it's like this meta thing. Yeah. 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 Remind me what happens here though because I don't remember. So Karen they're going to be starting rehearsals again because oh wait this this is when they're in rehearsal for bombshell right <laughs> now i'm all confused yes elated. it's it uh it is this episode because the okay. next episode is the, the concert is, okay yeah 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 thank you um so they're in rehearsals. Karen is back to do it, but Ivy's not in it. She, Ivy though shows up because Derek, Derek asks her to, but she doesn't realize that they're back in rehearsals either. No, so she, just... she, no, no. It was Ivy. Ivy asked to see him. Cause I think she was wanting oh, right. help with, with the audition. Yes. Yes. Um, but either way, Derek says, yeah, show up to this rehearsal yeah. studio, but she walks in not knowing that it's the, it's bombshell. Right. So, and then I don't know. Karen is still super cold and irritating and Ivy's it, it's, it is what it is, but it's so irritating to me because yeah. it's like, she's not in it anymore. So get over yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But I also, it was also because, mean for him to do what he did. <sighs> like yeah. I, I was like, what? I mean, Megan and I were yelling at the television because we just were like, why would you ask her to stay? This is like where the she male doesn't want to be there and, and Karen doesn't want to be there. Say, but to give Karen notes yeah, about what awful. she is going to see. That's what Such a dick. Up. And I think that is also where the male showrunner comes into play. Yeah. Because Derek's grand idea is, well, Karen, you're not getting it. You're not getting what my vision is. But Ivy's got a really good eye. So Ivy, you sit there and watch Karen and then you can tell her what you think knowing full well that that's not healthy and that's actually very detrimental yeah but he does it anyway Ugh, it's disgusting thankfully she leaves yeah was like i'm not doing this she has that moment what does she sing there did you write that down yeah um she sang dancing on my own okay it was so good but the end yeah. of the song is i just came to say goodbye mm -hmm. and so that was really perfect because ivy is over him now she's like you know what I don't want your help. I don't need your help. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go and be supported by people that I know love me yeah. and that have, have the ability to love me and the availability to love me. Yeah. And you don't, Derek doesn't, Derek does not have, he, I don't even know if he understands the concept of love. I agree. None of his partnerships have ever been on equal footing. Yeah. Yeah. So Ivy's like, okay, goodbye. And she just leaves. And he's like, wait, I thought you needed help. And she was like, never mind. I don't need your help anymore. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but she does leave him with some, some advice about the show itself. And she mm -hmm. goes, you're doubting yourself. You never doubt yourself. So stop it. And so he's like, Oh, well, then he gets a phone call from Ronnie says producer man can't, uh, can't do a meeting today. Cause he's leaving early tomorrow. And Derek's like, Oh, brilliant. Because I'm staging this thing for Marilyn. So why doesn't he just come and watch that? Yeah. Because at the time it would have worked for uh, Wiz. Right. Um, then we get to the next day and Eileen kind of comes in with all these really sexy outfits and she's like, we're doing something new because apparently 
Julia and Tom have been working all night long on this new rendition of a show between JFK and Marilyn, which is also problematic. And we'll talk about that in a second. Yes. Yes, it is. Derek's like, well, we can't because I've got someone coming to see we can't do a new version of it because it won't work with, you know, with his idea of the whiz, but they have to do it anyway. Right. So it's this new, like sexualized part of a part of the critique that Peter gave to Julia, and I think it's important to mention this, yeah. is that there's no heat. Yeah. There's yeah. no sex in the show. It's all kind of about this, you know, beautiful idea of what a man and woman should be, but there's no heat. And right. Marilyn was all about heat and spice and like, and people being obsessed with her because right. of what she portrayed. Um, and so, Julia and Tom have now created this number and it is very sexy. Mm-hmm. Slash abusive. It's horribly coercive. Yeah. <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah. Is what it is. So you've got, okay. It the was terrible. The premise of the scene is that Bing Crosby holds a party. Marilyn is there. JFK is there. Uh, Which is a real thing they, that happened. Right, exactly. They meet, and that's the first time they ever had sex together. Mm-hmm. But the scene is written with JFK essentially cornering and isolating yes. Marilyn and saying, you and I belong together. This isn't anything special. It's just you and me. I've got I've got lots of friends. Jackie doesn't care. She doesn't pay attention. It's, it's awful. He literally well, and then her. she says... Mm. The flipping, when she said, I, I was just so, I was really shook when she says, um, I thought you were different, but you're yeah. just like everyone else. You want what everyone else wants. And then just like lays down. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. It's awful. I mean, he at one point literally has her up against a wall. It's like awful. it's not, it's awful. And then you're right. She just kind of gives in. It's awful. But but we are also, as the audience, made to believe that she does want it, which leading up to that point couldn't possibly be true. Right. It's it's it is terrible. It is, it's scarring. Yes. It was a traumatic event. Yeah. And I, I wonder if other people. I think must. I I have never had anything like that happen to me in my life, and I was triggered. Yeah. So I cannot imagine someone that actually has had that kind of abuse in their lives, watching that and thinking that no, no, it's cool. They just ended up together. No. Yeah. No. Because then you're. He's also talking about how he's backed by the FBI and the Secret Service and the CIA, and like, how do you say no to that? Right, right. Like literally, how do you say no to that? Right. Because well, I think that she wants to. Right. And that's the interesting part is that like you have a director who was in that same, yes. you know, and, and maybe, maybe that's what they were trying to do is no, like maybe. show the parallels. I just, this just popped in my head that yeah. maybe that's what they were trying to do is show how men in power. Mm-hmm. Um, manipulate and take advantage of, of people, right. you know, because I've heard stories where, where men have taken advantage of other men as well. Like it's mm-hmm. just horrific. And Kevin's, so, sorry, I shouldn't say names. <laughs> oh yeah. And allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think you're absolutely, yeah. I mean that, uh, that men in power 
can do these things and alter a woman's story or another man's story so thoroughly that it's no longer their own anymore. Yeah. I think it's just, and it was disgusting. I mean, it it was was really, really disgusting. But like at the end, everyone's like, oh, that's the way you do it. That is how you write shows. Like, absolutely Ugh. not. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I unless would... you're telling us, st- unless you want to get across the story of abuse and coercion, mm-hmm. then then right. Like right. that is how you should tell it. If no, you're if, if you're trying you're to tell me, that story. Right. If you're but if you want it to be supposed to be sexy. Uh-uh. No, absolutely no. not. I would watch the end of the show with Marilyn's suicide and, and think that was more poignant than to see this on that. I mean, it was, it was disgusting. Yeah. It was awful. It was awful. Yeah. I'm glad that, I mean, I knew that you would think that way as well, but like, I didn't know if, if I was reacting to something in my own life as opposed to what I was seeing, but no, I think it was exactly what I was seeing. And I was like, Oh, and I wanted it to be over. I just wanted it to be over. Mm-hmm. Gross. It was terrible. It was awful. And then, okay. So then at the end of that number, obviously Mr. Producer Man doesn't like it. He's like, whoa, that's not the direction we're going with the whiz. So right. he doesn't even say goodbye. He just ups and leaves. Please. But then Ronnie's mad at him too. And like, he warned her. He was like, hey, listen, just so you know, we had to go a different route with this. So yeah. if you just want to go and have drinks with him, I'll understand. And she was like, no, no, we'll stay. But she's mad at him too because of the producer getting up and leaving. And I was like, why are you mad? But then, <laughs> then, so like at the end of the episode, I believe Derek comes downstairs, sees Ronnie waiting for him. She's like, I came back. I just wanted to let you know that I want to change Um who I am. I don't want to be America's sweetheart anymore. Yeah. And I want to do a one night only show and I want you to do it for me. I want this to be like the grown up version of me. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, yeah, great. Let's do it. And so that's them. But then he also sees Karen and like follows after Karen and says, okay, let's meet up. Oh, I missed a whole part. Yeah. <laughs> it's super important. Yeah. 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 So the end of this gross, disgusting, horribly problem problematic number. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy walks in, pops his head into the door. Yeah. It was papers. Yeah. Oh, because we didn't talk about the fact that because they were working so late changing. Right. He missed, he missed the meeting that he was supposed to have. They had to cancel last minute Yes. when Kyle and Jimmy were sitting at the restaurant waiting for, for him. Yeah. Uh, and so Jimmy is this just pops into the rehearsal space. Well, cause Jimmy had to go back to the old apartment to get the notebook that had the real notes in it. That's right. The updated notes. Yeah. Yeah. But the old apart. We, okay. We still don't really know the details on Jimmy's past, but right. this old apartment was a very bad place for him. And we see that because we meet another man who lived there who like takes a punch at him. Right. But again, we don't see that. So we have no idea what the context is like none of, right. but we also and Kyle kind of, told him not to go back yeah. there. He was like, I left it, it at dangerous. the end. Kyle was like, no, you're, we're never going no, back there. Do something else. No, yeah. don't do it. It's, but we also kind of are starting to realize that Jimmy may have a drug problem as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so that was kind of, so they went to the meeting, but then the meeting was canceled. So Jimmy showed up at the rehearsal hall, but he walks in at the end and starts clapping. He's the only one clapping, which just makes it even more strange. <laughs> then Derek's like, who the hell are you? And he's like, I'm Jimmy. And he's Jimmy like, Collins. Collins. Thank you. I was going to say Connors. Mm-hmm. And that's why I didn't say anything. Uh, and Jimmy Collins. And he's like, who? And he's like, oh yeah, exactly. And then he leaves like, yeah. like looking at Karen, like she lied about the whole thing. Right. I just realized Jimmy Collins is another throwback to rent. Yeah. I, Joshua Safran <laughs> is really beating us over the head with the rent stuff. Totally. I, mean, I need him to calm say, down. They even say about their writing like, oh, yeah, rent. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. I was like, listen, you realize a bunch of theater kids are watching this show. You don't need to yeah. bludgeon us to death no. with the rent references. No. We get it. Yes. Yes, we and do. it's only going to continue <laughs> happening. I have to warn oh, you. Oh, great! My favorite. <laughs> but like that's where, like, we were talking before about everyone being so flippin' defensive, and like yeah. Jimmy does this thing too, where you're like, "I'm sorry, Jimmy, did you really think that you were going to show up to a closed rehearsal and like make your mark that way?" And yeah. like, I'm, I, hello. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But then yeah. he gets a he gets his panties in a twist and like leaves mad. Then Derek sees Karen is like, okay, let's have this meeting. So then Derek and Karen show up to their apartment unannounced. Unannounced. It's like no one has salt. Knock, ones. knock, knock. Okay, I'm ready to hear your song now. And it's like, oh guys, like none of this works. No one uses the cell phone. No one texts. <laughs> Everyone has smartphones, but no one wants to use them. I don't know the last time I showed up unannounced at someone's apartment. Yeah. I can't. I think it was probably when I was a kid. And it was when we had to go door to door knocking to sell like cookies and, and chocolate bars for school. Yes. <laughs> That's right. <sighs> that That's right. Crazy. Now you can do that online and yeah. send a link. Totally. So much better. It really now is. I can take advantage too. I don't have to be in Illinois. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you guys, are you selling chocolate? That'd be awesome. Send me the link. <laughs> That's right. I would love to support your school. Girl Scouts. I just, <laughs> yeah, I just go on my friend's Instagram, uh, yes. you know, and this, and now the- I do have an issue paying $10 for shipping for Girl Scout cookies. Oh, yeah. That is kind of terrible. So sometimes I don't do that, <laughs> but then I do. <laughs> it's girl scout cookies cookies. gotta have my caramel delights as they are are now aptly named (laughs) yeah those are my favorite they're good and then that was where i wrote jimmy is a derek but i did also write yay a good meeting because then derek really is like so fun he you had the the battle of the derek's because like derek was coming into his space and jimmy was like i'm not doing anything for you i was watching this funny video on my computer and derek's like i'm gonna shut your computer and you're gonna play me your stuff because i want to hear it and this is my time and i'm available for you but only for the next couple minutes and jimmy's like huh all right i see what you're saying all right (laughs) I'll sing some songs for you and sits down at the, at the piano. Like they didn't just interrupt their entire world anyway. Well, first they tell their, their story, which was, it was really cute. This like yeah. tag team back yeah. and forth, them telling what <laughs> the, the book was. Seems cool too. I mean, I do. Yeah. So hit list is the name of the show. It's going to uh, be Derek for, named it. Right. I know. Right. Again, it's just like the presumption. Yeah. Um, but he's like, Hitler should make a good title for this show or Hitler yeah. should be the title of this. I know, right? 
I don't quite understand <laughs> why hit list. It doesn't. Oh, it was because because uh, the the t- the uh, main character he was making a hit list of the people he wanted revenge. Okay, I didn't. I see. I didn't get that. Okay, it but was now I did. Said very, very like quickly. Short. Yeah. So I understand. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't hear that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but basically, and, and it's a cool concept. I do like the concept. So you've got this, this guy who's got major trust issues and has a backstory that we don't know about yet, but he's like broody. Yeah. Read Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who meets a girl and she likes his songs and he likes her, loves her. So he plays her so- his songs, but then she disappears. And then we find out that she actually um, turned those songs into her songs and sang them and got really famous. Yeah. Like a drug addicted person, she comes back to him because she needs more music to stay famous. And because he loves her, he just continues writing for her. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's a cool concept. I'm sure there's other stuff in there too. That makes Because well, it, it sounds like it's supposed to be a tragedy. Oh yeah. Because they were like, everyone, everyone dies. dies. <laughs> and Derek was like, nope, you just need one good death, which yeah, is true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> Too many deaths. Like, whoa. Yeah. Okay, hang on there, Shakespeare. Freaking Game of Thrones. Right. <laughs> oh, Lord. Titus okay. Andronicus, where, like, everyone's, yes. where, no, you don't just get to die. You have to eat your children first, and then you'll die. And then you'll <laughs> like, die. Like, what? Wait, you'll eat your children. I'll tell you, you ate your children and you'll be so disgusted and then I'll kill you. (laughs) Crazy. Awful. Anyway. So oh, that's it. No, we didn't talk about. No, there's a scene that's important to the rest of the. This is so because Derek. Yeah, because Derek was a douche. Um, Ivy instead goes to Tom who actually loves her Yeah, and he helps her walk through. Um, what's her name? Cecily. Cecile. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, he helps her walk through it and figure it out. The, the sides that she's going to have to, to read. And it's really fun to watch them. Yeah. And like, he gives her really good notes and a lot of really good things to think about. And so that helps her. And so she goes into the audition, nails it and gets the part. Yeah. But she says to him, yeah, you'd make you'd a, be great a good direct- director. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, you're right. That was very important because mm-hmm. in the next episode, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> thank you for listening to our podcast, Theater Geeks Anonymous. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TGABWAY and on Facebook at Theater Geeks Anonymous. And if you want to tell us how much you love us, or you have a great story about one of the shows we've talked about, drop us a note at TGABWAY at gmail.com. Until Until next time, time, geeks. geeks. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.